before we get into today's episode, we want you to go and check out Swagoo and Perk, a new ESPN podcast led by its namesake's host. Former NFL veteran and analyst Marcus Spears, that's Swagoo, and NBA champion and analyst Kendrick Perkins, that's Big Perk, with new episodes every Tuesday morning. Spears and Perkins will bring listeners the latest of NBA and NFL news as well as a look into their lives, career, journey with campus conversation, and welcome in top sports and celebrity guests. That's Swagoo and Perk. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Also, we are so excited about our new weekday studio show, NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Tipping off the start of the NBA season with exclusive content every Monday to Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Alongside Malika, there will be a full cast of NBA experts and insiders, including Kendrick Perkins, Tanea Gumake, Vince Carter, Zach Lowe, Woj, Ramona Shelbourne, and many of our NBA reporters from around the league. Get caught up with the latest from around the NBA on NBA Today, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN, and the ESPN app. One app, one tap, and also available as a podcast. Listen to NBA Today wherever you get your podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's Pastor Ryan Clark over there. You know, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, just because you didn't went cross wherever you are, man, don't come taking shots at me because you got all your best friends in one place. You got Khabib there. You got Islam. I bet you're happier hey, bro, than a kid that. at Disney World. We still on this. We still on this. <laughs> I'm happy to be around these dudes. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie, RC. I am a little bit. I miss my boys. I miss my boys. And hey, Ryan, Ryan, it might have showed on Sunday. It might have showed. Listen, DC, you had a post on Sunday, and we text about this a lot, you know, because I know I'm your new homeboy, even though I'm your old homeboy, because we're from the same place. And here is what you posted with a picture of Khabib Nurmagomedov a year ago today. My best friend, the man I love more than Wait. anyone in the world, the goat. <laughs> The angel, Jesus Christ, Lord himself, baby Jesus, walked away from the game, undefeated, undisputed champion of the world, of the universe, of the galaxy, even if he was in Marvel 4, nor Captain America, nor Iron Man could ever beat him. I miss these times in the room, and I hope we get to be in many more rooms for the rest of our lives. Even when we die, I hope our rooms are together. I can't wait to see Ryan, you in Abu Dhabi. Ryan Maybe Clark. they will give us a bunk bed or we can Ryan sleep in a Clark. twin together. He could have Ryan gone 40 Clark. and 0, 50 and 0, 100 and 0, or whatever he would have chosen. He could have won in bullfighting, football, basketball, soccer, any sport that he would have chosen. Wow. He would have been the greatest of all time. He chose to, to wow. retire at 29, although he could have waited until he was 150. No one was ever Ryan. going to beat this man. My brother, we are AKA, I love you more than life itself. If someone told me it had to be me Ryan, or you, you I choose stop. me, Daniel you can, Cormier. Ryan, you can actually stop. <laughs> Ryan, you can actually stop because I did not write a love letter to how beef nor Mega Metal. Now listen, I may have gotten in my feelings a little bit on Saturday or on Sunday because uh, ESPN and everybody else posted Habib's last interview right, right. inside the octagon. And right before he left, he said, DC, I love you, my brother. Right? So my heart started fluttering a little bit, you know, my boy. And uh, I started thinking to myself, what better way than to honor a man a year after he walked away than to talk to the man? 
So yeah. Habib Nurmagomedov joins us right now, RC, from the Hilton in Abu Dhabi. What's up, my brother? What's up, guys? You hear Good this guy? Good you hear this guy? <laughs> the yes, of course I hear him. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Nice to meet you. Hey, this dude, Ryan, he's nothing but a, he started to stuff. I'll be, that's what he do. He jumped into the game to try to cause issues. I'm not starting anything between you and your best friend. I also think he is one of the greatest to ever do it. And I just brother, found I out. Brother, I hope you're explaining him, brother. You have to be careful. <laughs> You and I just found care, out bro. I only weigh 10 more pounds than he weighs, and I don't want no trouble. Habib, <laughs> <laughs> you're, in, you're in Abu Dhabi, obviously, for Islam Makashev. How did Islam's preparation go? Uh, is he ready to go? Because so many people, as Ryan said earlier, are saying this guy is a champion in weight. Hey, I'm here to support Islam, Zubaira, and Tagir, three guys, three of my teammates, gonna fight this weekend i'm gonna corner all of them and of course like most important fight islam have you know and uh my opinion this fight have to be this fight Tell for him have to be not for his opponent for him have to be like contender fight because after this fight he gonna become nine win streak in ufc who has this like this only champion only charles Oliveira have better win streak than islam and if islam gonna finish this guy very easily in beginning of fights Islam have to fight for the title. It's my opinion. Yeah, and you, you know, you talked. We talked a little bit before we came on about the emotions that you would feel walking into the octagon. Now, when you're cornering someone like Islam, who people say is the next thing, what are those nerves like? And is it any different, or even maybe more nerve wracking, being a coach and not actually having an opportunity to fight and change what goes on in the octagon? Like when you're being like coach and like fighter, it's like two different feelings. You know, when you fighter, when you go to the cage, you know. You're gonna control. You can control. You can wrestle. You can punch. You can kick. Like you can do whatever you want. But when you corner your brothers, close people, it's very hard because uh, uh, you cannot do nothing. You just watch. You just you ju you you just can give give them only advice. You know you cannot fight for them. You know that's why it's like more emotional for me being like coach cornering than fighting. When I fight, of course I'm nervous. Of course I have a lot of a different feeling like same time everything is coming and you have to deal with this and uh, this is a little bit different but when i'm coaching like cornering my my brothers like it's uh, my opinion is like a little bit more hard you know from having a, a career where you went undefeated 29 and 0 as ryan said could have been 40 you know if you wanted to because these guys weren't touching if, if you read the IG you were post. Through, it actually it actually got worse as the career went on you were starting to beat them even worse than before but Coach Khabib, Coach Khabib, <laughs> undefeated, and many are calling you the coach of the year. How in the world do you never lose, my man, outside of when you spar me and I put the jab up on your face, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, it's like like coach of the year, honestly, like being like coach of the year, I don't like this. I don't like it because, uh, because I have name, because I have hype, because of all these things. Everybody calling me myself coach of the year, but we have coach. His name is Javier Mendes, and yes. on his gym since 2010 and 2020, he every year he have someone champion. Every yes. year you can you can ask 2013 or 2017, 2020, 11, like any years. Last 10 years he always have champion on his gym. 
aka American Kickboxing Academy. And and with this team, with all this team, with us all the time traveling, training with us, coaching everywhere he, he stay with us. And uh, my opinion is Javier Mendes is coach of the year, not Javier Nurmagomedo. I need 30 more years become like him, like experienced coach. Right now, I just just one year ago, I finished my career. And this year, I'm beginning like a little bit coaching and coordinating my guys. Like, I don't think so. I'm coach of the year. Coach of the year, 100%, my opinion, 2021. His name is Javier Mendes. Habib, before we talk, Ryan, real quick, I want to ask you that. 2021, though, Habib, like you said, first time we have not had a guy uh, hold the championship from the gym in so long. What's taking Islam so long, man? Is it time for Islam to get the job done Saturday and fight for the championship? Like, like we talked, like, you know, me, you, we all the time talk with him. Like, I told him a little bit late, a little bit late. You know, it's like he 30 years. Like tomorrow, after tomorrow, it's going to become 30 years. He had birthday, you know. When I was 30 years, like, uh, I already win title and defend my, type, my title, you know. It's like, and uh, Islam, Islam right now, he is ready. But, uh, like, after this fight next year, when, when like, 2022, we're going to back, we're going to take back this belt to the AKA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza better because it has to be you know you see you talked about islam being ready and being able to take the belt in 2022 but listening to you talk about javier mendez and all the things you need to do to reach that point or reach that plateau just brings me back to the humility that you fought with as a champion and even before that as a contender when you have a guy like islam how do you keep him humble how do you keep him in the gym training even though people say he's ready right now because it looks like he approaches the game a little bit differently than you you know he's called out some of the top guys he's let people know that dudes don't want to fight him how do you make sure he stays hungry he stays humble and so when he steps into that octagon he's as prepared as he could possibly be yeah you know that's why we're here that's why we're here we have to give him advice we have to give him energy we have to give him like experience we have to share with him because what he want to do he want to become champion but me and dc we already was champion and we know what is this and we know this game and we know what we know. He have to talk. He have to, he have to call people because he is a real deal. You know how many like, like bums we see. They all the time call someone, and all media talk about them. But Islam is a real deal. He's one of the best in the world. You know, and I believe he's top top ten in pound for pound right now. You know, and uh, but Islam a little bit quiet. He don't like too much talk. You know, it's like. But uh, me and DC, we always try to push him, you know. And this fight, and after this fight, he have to call, uh, like, uh, call out champion or whatever. He have to tell UFC. You know, it's like DC, remember when I was 5-0 in UFC, 2013, when I just beat Pat Healy in Canada. I told UFC, <laughs> UFC, I am 5-0 in UFC, give me title shot. You know, it's this like, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, but, you know, because... In my mind, 
I believe I am the best in the world. You know, it was like long time ago, but I was very hungry, very focused. And, you know, like you have to be like this. Islam a little bit different, but without camera, I know me and Islam, we have same goal, same like strategy, same good grappling, wrestling, striking. Like we good everywhere because we was training together like since 2000, like 2000, like, like more than 20 years we training together, you know. And in, and I know, and all people who training with Islam, they know how good Islam. He just have to finish this guy and the beginning of next year fight for the title for winner like Dustin Poirier and Charles Oliveira. Champ, since you retired, how's life? It has it slowed down? Has it gotten even more busy? Because when we look at the Instagram, our you and I chat, you're constantly going all around the world. I saw you mm -hmm. in England very recent. Uh, a guy jumped on the stage and all you said, brother, please don't do this. This is not a good idea. Like, <laughs> most people panic. You literally said, brother, please. Like, not right now, don't do this. But it seems like your life is even okay. more busy today than when you were training. Yeah, yes, right now I understand. When I was training, I was like busy. Only like morning I go training, come back all day sleep, and nighttime I go training. Like, it was my life last 32, 33 years. But right now I'm only 33 years old and I want to work next seven years. And when I become old like mm -hmm. you, DC, I'm going to stop working. You, hey, Ryan's my age. I hope you know that yeah. Ryan's my age. I he still has his hair. He still got his hair. He just don't look as me now. No, hey, listen. He keeps talking about your age. He knows which one of us looks the youngest and moves around the youngest. So don't even start that. Speaking of that, DC yeah. and Khabib, though, you, you, you talked about Islam calling out the champion and we see Dustin yes. Poirier is now ascended to be a superstar. Charles Oliveira is now the champion. You know, mm -hmm. you have guys like Kamaru Usman who are dominating. There has to be a little bit of you because you aren't old like DC. You're very young like me that still yeah. wants to get back in the octagon hey. a little bit. Do you ever get that itch during practice to just go out there and show the dudes you still have it? Well, you know, it's like every day I train with all these monsters. I train every day, grapple, like, I don't spar, I'm gonna be honest, I don't spar, because, like, you know, like, right now I'm business guy, I need, I need brain, this right. year, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I need brain, I told them, hey, without sparring, I can do, like, anything with you guys, like, pull up, running, sprints, wrestling, right. grappling, lifting, whatever, but I said, no, 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 with punching my head, I'm stopped, because okay. I need my brain. I don't want to become like DC when I become 40 years old. You know? I want to be more fresh. I want to be more fresh. I want to like involve more business. You know, I need my brand. That's right. why. And so, uh, of course, DC? like like fighting. This guy, fighting you see this guy? Is like, DC, all you like ever do. In my, in my blood. And I always like it. All I, I, I do I is talk good about this guy. You see this now, Ryan? That's all you ever you do is just wax with? poetically about how you two are I friends. I talk good about this guy. This guy talks. It's crazy. I don't even think you dudes are friends, this, DC. Maybe this, I was wrong. DC, this, this, you know, I always talk from, from my heart. <laughs> you know this. I want to keep, I want to save my brain. On that, and that's it. Yeah, and listen, you and know, I, I played football, so I, I totally understand that. And working with DC, I've learned that he didn't really save his brain sometimes. Like today, you know, you guys are in the same hotel. You can work the FaceTime and the Zoom. DC cannot. We couldn't hear DC. So it's been a lot of things that, that, that have gone on. And so when you talk about saving, yep. saving your brain, what is it that you want to do other than coaching in your retirement? What are you thinking about making sure you have your faculties to do going forward? 
it's been brother you know like almost 10 years we was training together me and dc right mm -hmm. and he was captain of american kickboxing academy right but every single day this mm -hmm. guy late and what happened tonight <laughs> he late he late hey could what be... happened now it's when he four years old and he cannot control his like like wi-fi or something like this where's his brain i am here to waiting for you for him like 30 minutes you know i don't have time so much you know i have to go i have to do my business training with this guy this guy's gonna cut weight then i have zoom call with my people you know it's like <laughs> i don't have time for this guy i tell him i accept i explain him brother Wait. you have to save my time well, you know what the good thing is? At least me and you were here, and we were ready to conduct wait, the interview. Wait, we were ready wait, to do wait, our wait, jobs. Wait, wait, and DC was wait, not here, wait, and it's wait, been all about wait. What? What DC? Wait, wait. I okay, come back. Okay, and let this him guy talk. Okay, let him talk. This guy, hey, right? This guy tell you that I, he tell me to get on the schedule. Call him, maybe put him on the no, schedule. What, 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 no, what he said was DC. Even when you were the captain of AKA, you were still late. That, that that you were no that's not he true. said you were not that's a not guy true. that led day, by example you were like day. a you were like apollo costa of aka that's who you were no no wow that's who you were dc <laughs> that's who you were you were a guy that you know what we were hey khabib said he not, he wasn't sure if you could make the weight he wasn't sure if you would do the work if you were drinking wine before the championship fight he doesn't know but how many times you late how many times were you, you late in training? Wait, wait, and wait, how many wait. times what you see I late? Never in my life. Wow. To tell me, to tell me, in my life, I never to, late in the training. Wait, to call me Paulo Costa. I I'm did so that. late, you call me Paulo Costa. That was Costa. me. I did that. I mean, you call me Paulo Costa. <laughs> that was me. That was my fault. He called you, not me, not me. This that was me. Not me. This I, guy. Listen. So, so listen. I live. I always lived a little. I li lived a little further away from the gym, so I may come in at twelve oh five. Never more than three to five minutes late. I apologize. It sounds like we an excuse. It sounds no, like no, an, excuse. an excuse. Maybe it's that's why. Excuse, maybe bro. that's why you admire Khabib so much because he was on time, and along with being on hey, time, listen. he never took an L in the championship fight. Maybe that's no, why you he never. Did. And maybe hey. that's why he didn't, because he was on time. Hey, DC. Listen. listen, Ryan. The guy Ryan. Was, go ahead. My 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 principle like discipline, all my life. Mm -hmm. Thirty-two, like thirty-two. Almost 30 years, I am on meds, you know, all the time I come first and all the time I go, you know, it's like last yeah. from the gym. But this guy, <laughs> he come late and he go early, always. <laughs> you oh, can ask no Javier way. Mendes, you can ask, Bob, you can ask like all team, they're going to tell you. Hey, listen, hey, listen, Ryan, right this now, was... Ryan, you have it, Ryan, you have infested him with negativity. This is perfect. Because guess what? As I told you the other day, I got a bit in my feelings when I saw him on his interview. So I posted that picture. Look at his comment underneath. I'm so lucky, DC, that you come into my life. So right now, hey, listen. So right now, right now, right now while, while you may have infected his mind, because that's what you tend to do, I know where Habib and I stand. Habib, listen, my friend, thank you so much man, for coming and joining us. Thank man. you so much. Really appreciate it. We know, hey, we know that you're a busy man. Thank you for taking the time. Go work out. I see thank you, guys. It was good to see you, guys. Another Appreciate one of you, man. Business. Habib, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Ryan, listen, Habib was talking about Islam, and he's saying that Islam's so good because Islam's only lost one time. And mm -hmm. That was very early in his UFC career. He got head kicked, and he got knocked out. Yep. But outside of that, he has been dominant in his UFC career. And when you look at the records of Habib Nurmagomedov, you see the dominance displayed, right? 
longest win streak in his in his uh, weight class history, most title fight wins in the history. He controls people at a rate, and and just they don't even seem like they should be in there with Habib Nurmagomedov. Right. But what is very familiar when you watch Islam compete, you see a lot of the same traits and qualities. And he's heading into this fight with Dan Hooker, a very tough, difficult fight where he's going to have to display all those skills if he wants to get his hand raised. Yeah, you know, this was Islam Makachev was one of those fighters I had to go back and really catch up on, like go back to his early UFC bouts because you were hearing so much about him. And then when you watch the fight, it was dominance, right? It was dominance and understanding where he was better than the fighters he was facing. But I think in Dan Hooker, he's going to find a fighter who though not as well-versed as he is at grappling, right, as he is, as Islam Makachev is on the ground, he's going to present some problems. He is an experienced fighter. He's, he's been in there with some of the best in the sport. And so what happens, DC, what, what, is, what is your expectation of what happens if Dan Hooker gets Islam Makachev in some type of trouble on his feet, if he shoots or if he tries to, if he tries to, to tangle him up and get him to the ground and he can't? Does Islam have that second game? Here, does he have that second um that that, that that second skill that allows him to turn this fight in his favor well that's one thing ryan and i think people don't understand this and and with habib it was really a learning um curve for him to learn to stand and strike to the guy that you saw against justin gaethje mm-hmm. that wasn't there originally he, yeah, he, he there. walked through justin gaethje in the first round on his feet the entire time like gaethje like gaethje couldn't hurt him yeah no that's why Habib has such a real high, uh, like he, he just loves Coach Javier mm-hmm. because they spent so much time in building the striking. The moment he got the striking and everything became full, it wasn't even competitive anymore. It wasn't. Guys right. couldn't even go with him. I mean, he controlled Ally Quinta with a jab for mm-hmm. 25 minutes. He, he was able to knock Connor down. He got to Dustin Poirier. He didn't stand with Dustin nearly as much as everybody else, but he controlled him and he had the threat of the striking. Islam has that now. Islam had that years ago. Islam is a much more natural striker in regards to fighting on the feet than Habib was before. Habib was more traditional wrestler, get you to the grinding, ground and grind you okay. out. Whereas Islam can stand and strike. But it's not. it would not be smart for him to try to fight a stand-up battle with Dan Hooker because that's where Dan Hooker really does shine. And we saw in the last fight, Dan Hooker has improved so much not even in the striking, but in the grappling, in the wrestling, that I believe that he will be able to show things to Islam that he has not seen in the octagon for a very long time. Yeah, when you and when you think of when you think of Islam and, and kind of, of of his of his rise is you know you also got to think of Hazmat Mashaev and and what he was and what he was doing. Listen, he was my COVID entertainment. You know, when you watch a dude fight, uh, what was it, two times in, in, in 10 days? Uh, what was it also, a 17-second knockout on the feet? And this was at a time where he was saying, dudes don't want to fight me, and I'll fight at whatever weight class you need me to fight at. And it's been a, a battle with COVID, and he's been trying to get back into the octagon, and now we finally see him again, DC. Do we see the same dude that we were watching ascend up the UFC ranks, or will it take some time to get the rust off in this fight? You know what's crazy about Hamzat, and not only just Hamzat, right, but then Islam and Habib and all these guys, you have these these, these Russian guys that are very direct, they're very forward, and they're like stern in their approach to everything. Hamzat is that too. He's a guy that tells you, I'm going to smash you. He's not trying to hide his desire, his intent when you go into the octagon. And we all fell in love with him because it was such a quick rise. 
you saw a guy that just burst onto the scene. And the second kid he fought on Fight Island was supposed to be good. Dude came over from Europe, and it was like, oh, this kid's going to be tough. And Hamza just buzzed right through. I think he outstruck the guy like 100 and something strikes to one. Right. Uh, and the kid landed a punch from his back. And then he went and knocked out Gerald Mearshart, a guy we've seen forever, in 17 seconds. But in this fight this weekend, when he fights Lee, right, it's going to be a tougher fight because Lee's so good. Right. You know, Lee, uh, Lee uh, has been a very tough guy in the division for a while, and he seems to be getting his footing under him. And I'm look, I'm trying to say his name, Jing Liang. Lee Jing Liang. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, Lee, Lee, it, Lee works because I struggle <laughs> with the names too, bro, so I already know. <laughs> Lee, Lee Jing Liang, is, 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 he's tough. He's a very tough guy, but he has to make sure that he goes and fights his fight. Because if you fall in love with all that you've heard about Hamza, all that you have seen him do, then he's going to just wait. And if right. you wait against a guy like this, a guy that possesses this type of power, you are going to go to sleep. And I'm telling you, if Hamza Chimaev wins this fight on Saturday and I walk into the octagon and interview him, I expect fireworks from him on the mic, on the sticks. Because not only is he a great fighter, he is a quote machine. Right. And it's so much easier, right? Like, Ryan, for me and you, we got to be a bit clever, right? We got to right. be a bit clever because we speak English, but it's the broken English of the foreigners that just, how people say stuff it, like, it, it somehow resonates. Bro, it, it makes, the, it makes yes. you the most cool person. Habib walk in Madison Square goes, I want to fight your chicken. Who says I want to fight your chicken? <laughs> hey, when you when you've been fighting chickens and bears and all these things growing <laughs> yeah. up, you know what? To yeah. us, to us, we, we look at it and be like, man, like who would ever want to fight chickens? But it works when what it works when you're Khabib Nurmagomedov or your Islam Makachev or, or your Hamza Chimaev. Like yeah. those, those dudes can do it. But you know, we'll 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 get back to this. But there was someone that had you disrespecting the GOAT, Amanda Nunes, not too long ago. Like, there was someone that had you saying, you know what, Amanda Nunes might not be the best female fighting. There was someone that had you kind of googly-eyed, you know? Like, Bro, you like it felt lie. like, like, you just it felt like on, your, on, your, on your totem pole of greatness, it was like Khabib, Islam, Kayla Harrison. And so, in that, <laughs> she has an upcoming fight. Oh, there, yes. there's been talk, and she even said it herself. She worked her whole life to be the hottest free agent in the street when it was her time. Oh, she's gonna be it after this weekend. Exactly. So, 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 so she fights out of her PFL uh, contract after this fight. What do you think happens in the fight? Which we probably already know that. What you think? And then, what's the next step for her? You know, for Kayla Harrison, it's about going out and doing what's expected. Ryan, I always say this. I say sometimes. What's expected is the hardest thing to do. Because now if you just win, it's not enough. Like when you guys were such a great football team and you were playing the Lions or somebody hadn't won a game, yeah. and you go and you play it close, and then people are like, oh, maybe they're not as good as you thought. This is what situation Kayla Harrison finds herself in. She has to go and dominate in the way that she has done to this point in order to not only win a million dollars, but also enter the free agent market with – just expectation and a ability to wreck, re, re, uh, sorry, an ability to negotiate in a way that not many right. have. Because if she wins a million dollars here, mm -hmm. as she won a million dollars last year, I believe, right, and dominate the way that she has, she can go to the UFC and go, hey, I can't really, why should I go fight for 100 and 100 whenever I have been making X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. outside? Here, here's the biggest thing. And Dana already started playing the game, right? I saw it, right. Series, like, 
I think she should just stay in PFL. It's like I don't really want you know. It's like, it, dude, it's a it's a great game, Ryan. It's like right. seeing the girl and going. Everybody loves her, but I don't. Hoping yeah, that she goes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want, want her like that. <laughs> right. I don't get her, dog. Yeah. Everybody thinks she's so fine, man. Forget her. And then you think to yourself, if I don't want her so bad, maybe she'll be like, you know what? All these eyes don't matter to me. I want the one that doesn't pay attention to me. And I feel like that's kind of the game right now. You, you, she wants to be in the UFC. You got to hope it. And if Dana tries to act dismissive, maybe she'll be like, you know what? This is where I want to fight to prove to him yeah. that I deserve everything that I'm getting. Like what, what I thought was really dope in listening to her talk was her saying that she's been doing this since she was six years old. And, and when you yeah. watch her, when you watch her inside the, the fights, you feel that, right? You feel that type of control. And it's almost like when, 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 when the fights start, you're waiting for it to end. You already know how it's going to end. You already know whose hands is going to be raised, but you're just waiting for it. But this is different, right? This is going to be playing the game a little bit. And the one thing that Kayla yeah. Harrison has done to me is with her quotes, right? With her interviews, with her, with her behavior, but also with her talent, she's shown that this is someone that people want to see. Not even fighting in the UFC, not even fighting in that promotion, getting other great fighters to sit ring, to sit uh, cage side in order to see her fight. But along with her, not only is Kayla Harrison fighting, but we have Clarissa Shields in her second fight. Right. And we watched yep. her get out of a little trouble in her first fight. And I mean, that was something that I, I was waiting to see. Obviously, we know what she could be as a boxer. We know what she brings yep. as to the fight from that aspect. But I was wondering, OK, if she does get taken down, can she fight off of the ground? Can she can she fight after some adversity? And she showed that she could do that. What are your expectations for her in this fight, DC? You know, honestly, if I'm not wrong, I think. Of course, Shields from like Flint, Michigan. Hey, people from Flint, Michigan, they different, Ryan. I mean, we're talking about a place. Where it's the Flintstones. It's, yeah, it's hard to grow up. It's hard to grow up in that part of Michigan. Yep. Um, or you know, in some of those 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 hard areas that a lot of people grow up. And when dealt adversity, that's only another part of what you've dealt with your entire life. So when I saw Carissa Shields dealing with the adversity of the fight, getting taken down, yeah, you knew that if she got an opportunity. She would let everything hang out. There are times that fighters just kind of ride the wave until the fight ends. Mm -hmm. You could tell she was never going to do that. So it was great to see that she was able to deal with it and overcome. But it was a little bit concerning that she wasn't a little better at defending uh, uh, the, takedowns the takedowns before she got taken to the Yes. Yeah. So for me, I was always kind of thinking like, well, did they rush her? Did they take the name? And they say, we got to get her in front of people right away because we right. know if we have Clarissa and we have Kayla, at some point we got this massive fight on the horizon. Right, right. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe Clarissa just needed a little more time. But we'll see on we'll see this week uh, if she's improved in the areas that she needs to improve in. But she's got it, man. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that she's a competitor because, like she said, she's a millionaire. She's already made money. She wants to be a multi-millionaire. Right. So she's not only boxing, but she's doing mixed martial arts. And as you know, uh, for as good as a football player as you are. Um, you don't want to get on a wrestling mat. Heck, For as good as a wrestler as I am, no. I, ain't trying to, I, am not, I am not trying to get on a basketball court. Right. right. I'm not trying to be uncomfortable. We do that as, as human beings. We don't want to put ourselves in the most uncomfortable situation, except for the special ones. Right. And that's exactly what Marissa Shields is doing. She could be safe in boxing right now and not exactly. really get challenged, RC. But instead, she's going out there and putting herself out there to be judged. And trust me, it is an ugly world. Uh, when you're fighting mixed martial arts. Yeah, when you watch any clip of her training, any clip of her fighting, the thing that sticks out to me is that she's a competitor. 
You know, like she, she, oh, she, yeah. she's truly the definition of fighter. And when, when you look at somebody, like you talked about being from Flynn and you talked about adversity, it seems to her that that brings out the best in her. And you mentioned her being comfortable in boxing. I don't necessarily think she likes being comfortable though i feel like she feels like she's she's gotten to a certain point and you heard what she said too though like you're gonna have to come get them boxing belts right like like we ain't just giving them away giving those away either but we saw her in some uncomfortable positions in the first fight and i think it's like any other thing you do sometimes you don't know until you really see it live action you know like like you could train and you can work on it and you can have people change levels on you and take shots you know double leg single leg but until you really feel it up against the cage or you feel someone take that shot i don't think you're necessarily ready for it i believe she'll be better in this fight because of the first experience and it's just like any other thing like aaron Rodgers said about being six six and one bro when you don't fight your best or when you don't play your best and you win those are the good ones because now you get to critique and correct yourself even more than you would have if you if you had lost those things. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's episode of Eastman Arsenal. Make sure you catch episode two tomorrow. We're going to talk about more trash talk from Twitter from the man Conor McGregor. This dude is now mixing up Tony Ferguson and Nate Diaz. See you all tomorrow.